0: Bye. Welcome to We Are Placemakers, the show that talks about Warrington to the people who make Warrington what it is. For those of you who don't know, my name is Steph and I am joined today by a financial emperor, a friend of Real5Digital and a client, actually. Um, it's the one and only Ash Platt. Hi, home.
1: Hi, Steph. I want to uh, say emperor. I would, because uh,
0: I'm going to refer to what you've done as your financial empire later, so that's where I got that
1: from. <laughs> I like it. I might uh, I might put that on my LinkedIn profile? I think you emperor,
0: should. emperor, financial emperor. Uh, well, welcome to the podcast. Ash. It's nice to have you.
1: Yeah, really good to uh, be here. I love, um, I love doing these sorts of things because I always end up going off on a tangent, and then we will just talk about something completely random, and then we're like. What was the question again? <laughs> what, so, we, what are
0: we here to talk about? So, yeah, there, there may
1: be a few, uh, <laughs> few outtakes here, but we'll see how it goes. Well,
0: the thing is, and I mean, Ash was very kind and, and said that he'd been binging our podcast of late. Um, If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you'll have heard that Alex is very keen on introducing a tangent jingle. So every time I go off on a tangent, <laughs> a jingle will be played. So maybe this is the one, maybe this is the podcast where we get that made and we actually put the jingle in. <laughs> If we're both as bad as each other and we just go off on a tangent.
1: Yeah, Alex is going to be busy today.
0: (laughs) And it's in the podcast. Okay. Well, for those of the people at home who don't know who you are and are listening, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and just kind of give us a little bit of background information?
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, an accountant, bookkeeper, tax advisor. Mm -hmm. Told you, um, financial emperor. Yeah, emperor. Emperor, yeah, you can just say <laughs> emperor. So yeah, I have been for over 14 years now. And um, yeah, I started up with uh, an apprentice, apprenticeship through Warrington Collegiate, as it was at the time, and got um, got my first accountancy job at a firm based on Centre Park in Warrington as well. was there for over seven years and then moved uh, moved around to a couple of the you know, senior director level jobs mm. around Manchester. And then came back home, started my own company, started my own um, bookkeeping business based in Warrington. And then off the back of that, an accounting firm based in Warrington and Manchester as well.
0: Very cool. So, well, okay. So for the people at home who might not know, do you want to tell us a bit about the actual companies that you did set up for, for anyone who might need your, your services? Name drop plug yourself
1: that's what you're here for yeah so i um i set up Jobfinity, which is a bookkeeping business Mm -hmm. and outsourced finance team yeah um we basically have a pay-as-you-go-as-you-need sort of service so some businesses who uh between small and large businesses can't really afford to pay an fd hundred plus thousand a year to to, uh, to run the books and give them all the advice they need yeah. but they still need that sort of advice but it's not on a full-time basis so they would outsource that to us yeah. where it can be anything from a couple of hours a month to a couple of days a month yeah. as, they, as they need it. Certain times of the year their fiscal year end they will probably use us a little bit more so they can increase the number of hours that they work with us mm. and when it's quieter they don't need as much work then it drops down so it's fully flexible and gives them gives these businesses the support they need when they need it rather than paying someone around the clock where they might not need it at certain times of the year
0: yeah i mean that's that's really handy especially for smaller businesses isn't it because i think when you've got a small business and i mean even small to medium like smes is probably like exactly what they need that kind of service where it's just a case of getting in touch and kind of finding out what you can do for them and how you can help them because I think sometimes depending on the size of the business it's not necessarily something that you do think about like I'm thinking for me uh some of my friends who've kind of set up small businesses with whether it's in like beauty or therapy or that kind of thing that kind of starting off on your journey you need someone with your kind of expertise to kind of help them through that initial phase and you know and then being able to grow the business and have you on hand Mm. to help them do that yeah that makes sense that's
1: it yeah because say some some clients i have there and we just do a couple of hours a month and Mm. it's literally as basic as reconciling their their bank account and making making things accurate for them so that throughout the course of the year they know where they stand because a lot of times small businesses they would only reach out to their accountant at the end of the year Mm. when their accounts are needed. And they spend days, weekends, doing the bookkeeping because they left it till they need it. But the thing is there that uh, what you don't have is information during the year. So your accountant's talking through what happened nine months ago. Yeah. And it's like, well, I could have done with a bit of advice around this point or something looks a bit wrong so well it's too late to do anything now because we're 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 too far gone
0: yeah and I think that's one of the benefits of kind of having that having that conversation with you um and specifically you in this instance with you obviously um having jobfinity so jobfinity is the bookkeeping um outsource service that you offer and then you also have act tax I always get this wrong act tax pro
1: yeah act tax pro (laughs) thank you (laughs) Short for accounts ATP. tax, and, yeah, accounts tax and professional services. There we go. And, uh, basically, you know, that that's where I, both both my business names. It's probably a bit cheesy the way I came up with both business names, but Jobfinity was because we can do infinite infinite amount of jobs for you. Oh,
0: love that actually. That's really clever. And Act
1: Tax Pro is because we do accounts tax and professional services. So Act Tax Pro is essentially trying to trying to become a one stop shop for businesses. Mm. So. Um, so it kinda of looks so Jobfinity looks forward essentially. Yeah. Act Tax Pro looks back and at the now. Mm. So um, so with, with Act Tax Pro we would do your traditional high street accounting things, mm. like your accounts, your tax return, your VAT, all the general stuff. But um, but also we would you know, around the professional services we look into support businesses in any other ways we can. Yeah. So we've, you know, built collaborations with some local businesses. Um, around legal services for example okay cool and um also there's there's various different um ways to be more tax efficient because at the end of the day the main job we have is to make sure our clients are compliant yeah. with hmrc but also being as tax efficient and paying as little to hmrc as possible mm. keeping as much money in their back pocket as possible yeah so um having some collaborations with other businesses means that we can um, You'll help out a few other local businesses by essentially sharing our black book yeah. of clients with them, but also they're helping our clients out with making things better for them because um, we can't do everything. You know we're accountants. I know there's, <laughs> there's, there's a running joke where as a uh, as an accountant, um, so the the definition of an accountant is someone who um, someone who finds problems you didn't know you had. <laughs> And didn't know that needed fixing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Also see wizard.
0: (laughs) Also see wizard.
1: But, um, you know, accountants can't do everything, but a lot of the time, you know, speaking to clients that, you know, clients do speak to us about Mm. some some issues that they're having or certain things around running their business that they're not so sure about or need some some help. Yeah. So with our professional services side, we're able to pass them over to trusted professionals. Yeah. Who you know we've built relationships over and can pass our clients home to them and know that they're going to get looked after.
0: Mm. I mean that's, I think that's all anyone's really looking for, isn't it? When the, it, especially in the financial industry, like doing what you do, it's just having someone that knows what they're talking about as well as being able to help in the best way possible. And obviously, it's a business. Like no one's saying that you're not you're not out for kind of being able to do what you can for yourself. But I personally have always kind of been terrible with my finances and it's only obviously from um kind of in recent years um with like my house and the wedding and stuff that I've really kind of pulled my bootstraps up um but I've never really been in a position where I've had to use those kinds of services but I think if I was to ever take the leap into kind of self-employment or you know owning my own business that I would need that kind of service like on the end of a phone because it's just there's just so much to understand and I'm one of those people that needs to understand everything about something for me to completely understand it and if I can't then I switch off and I just got it doesn't matter I can't I can't get my head around that so what kind of people do you think that your kind of your services would benefit from basically what I'm trying to do is I'm going to try and reach out to those people that are listening and get them to get in touch with you, Ash. So tell me all about your potential clients that you, you're looking for, anyone yeah. that might need you.
1: Yeah, I think the, one of the main things about business owners mm. is that the accounting side, the bookkeeping side is boring because at the end of the day, it is boring work and um, business owners want to focus on you know, their passion because running their business, what mm-hmm. they're good at. And reach, reaching out and speaking to an accountant, you know, people, it's, it's, it's similar to, you know, when people want to not use lawyers because it's cheaper. But um, what an accountant can do is an accountant can give you so much advice about the best way to operate because there's so much stuff, and It takes so many years to become fully qualified. Mm-hmm. And every year, it's a, it's a bit of a unique industry because every year our advice changes because whenever there's a new budget,
0: of course, new advice. Yeah,
1: and w- last year in twenty twenty two, it was we had a wild couple of months because mm. with all the changes, with uh, changes in prime minister, changes in chancellor, budgets left, right, and centre, everything was changing constantly. So we were kind of putting together tax advice, yeah, sending it out to our clients, and um, then it
0: was kind of
1: yeah, the whole the whole administration just like is removed. Yeah. And then we've got a new prime minister, a new chancellor, a new budget, so we've got to redo all that advice as well. So mm. it's been a bit of a unique 12 months with everything that's gone on, but with um, with everything on a general basis, you're going to have every year, things are going to change slightly. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking to an account means that you know you're fully current on everything. And you know you're also getting your, you personally and your business... Mm. In the best position to make sure that, first of all, you're staying compliant with everything. Yeah. But then, secondly, you know you're bet you're in the best position you can be. Yeah. And not overpaying on any taxes that you don't need to pay, and the added bonus of that is that the boring stuff is left to us rather <laughs> than, rather than your um, your, you your director and your business mm-hmm. owner.
0: You get to do kind of the uh, the fun stuff, and leave the the numbers to the guys that know what they're talking about. All right, well, we're going to take a very quick break, um, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about your favourite experiences whilst working in the financial industry. We'll be back after this break. We are Placemakers, the show that talked about Warrington to the people who make Warrington what it is. I am Steph and today I have had the absolute pleasure of chatting to my friend, colleague and financial emperor, Ash Platt. (laughs) Thank you very much for being on the podcast today, Ash. It's been an absolute delight to have you here. It's been fun. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. Uh, producer Alex has just said, you're the first person <laughs> to say it's fun while we've been recording, <laughs> which kind of scares me a little bit because I'm, I'm wondering what I'm doing to these poor guests that we have on this podcast to make them so terrified. Um, okay, this last section is just a little bit of fun. You said you like being silly, Ash. So um, here we go. I've got a couple of questions for you and we ask all of our guests these questions. So, what was the best bit of business advice that you have ever received?
1: Probably a little bit controversial. The <gasps> co- the customer is not always right. <laughs> and um, you know, every single client that we work with, you know, has their own best interests at heart and mm-hmm. the best interests, you know, for community and things like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes a client comes to you with something they've heard from a mate down the pub. And they say we want to do this, but for me, it's like sometimes you've got to say no. Mm -hmm. That's not the best thing for you. It's not the best thing for your business. And it's very hard, you know, when you've got a client who's paying you fees. Yeah. When you kind of sometimes I've had arguments with clients about things as well, and you've got to stay strong because at the end of the day, I'm not doing my best job if I'm being a yes man. Yeah. I'd rather be. I'll do it for you, man yeah if that's a thing I don't know I might have created something there but <laughs> but um but yeah let me,
0: let me do it for you man don't yeah
1: exactly that. yeah but um but yeah sometimes you do have to be firm with the client and say look the best thing for you isn't mm-hmm. this and then you go to them with a plan of how it should be done and hopefully they'll take your advice because at the end of the day yeah you're the expert they're the expert in what they do and I'm the expert in what they're paying me to do yeah so um being being firm for the client because it's for their best interest yeah
0: I that's it's fascinating that actually because I suppose um, in the industry that we're in, um, if you don't know, I don't think I've mentioned it yet on this podcast. Um, but we, uh, I, my my primary job is social media director at the Real Five Digital Agency, um, in Warrington, and our specialty is digital strategy, social media, and content creation, those kinds of things. And you would not believe the amount of people that think that they can do my job because it's social media and because they've got a profile they think that you know they know best
1: oh it's just posted on facebook oh of course
0: it is yeah it's just like putting a bit of something on facebook um which they're not necessarily wrong but there are other things that we need that you need to do and that you need to kind of think about when you are Building a social media strategy. And I think that's the difference. It's yes, we can all post on social media and we can all do a little bit. But actually, if you're trying to get something out of social media, there's a whole strategy that goes behind it that I think sometimes people, they listen, yeah, like you say, they've listened to Dave down the pub and Dave's son does it and he does X, Y, and Z and he's got three million followers or whatever it is on TikTok. But Dave's son's a gamer who plays, I don't know, Call of Duty and streams on Twitch. So it's not the same thing as trying to advertise for B2B services or place-making services or hospitality or things like that. That was me going on a bit of a rant there. Apologies, guys.
1: No, I know I know first-hand. <laughs> so, some of the stuff I've put out on social media is like proper
0: cheese. <laughs> I know, yeah, but some of it is awesome because you let us do our job properly as well.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. And the, the thing is, you know, kind of getting you guys to do that was... You know, within within a week of you starting, I got mm. one of my clients. Amazing. And they were, you know, a pretty pretty decent client, and I um, I knew about them. They knew about me. Mm. But just having that presence on Facebook then made them reach out to me. Yeah. Because you know, one thing I've learned is that uh, you may have a good lead, but they don't come in mm. straight away. Sometimes you've got to be discreetly in the face. I'd like to say.
0: I like that, yeah. Like, like a of, subliminal messaging. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah, that, yeah.
1: That sort of thing, and you know, kind of, you're the ones who taught me that. uh People will like Theo more than they like me. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, and you know, I take uh, take Theo down to Rylands. Oh yeah. For example, you know it's, you know, people say LinkedIn's getting too personal, but you know we as a business sponsor Rylands, mm-hmm. so you know it's. It's, you know, great outreach there and it just shows that, you know, kind of working with the local community is a a big thing. And, uh, you know, without that sort of outreach where you you can set things up to be put in front of the right people, Mm. it's not going to be worth it.
0: And it showcases your values as well. Like, not just... Obviously, it shows your personal values in that, you know, you support the local community as well, but it shows what the kind of values that Jobfinity and Pro have got. So I don't think it's necessary. I, I think, I think some people forget that people buy from people. Okay, I'm not. I, I'm, if I need something, I'd much rather have a relationship with someone and buy something that I know about. That you know, if I know that person personally, I know their values. I appreciate their values. They're on a similar wavelength to me. I'm much more likely to make a can. You know, make a, a payment or a, a get a service from someone like that rather than just some random person that i've you know found a found number for or whatever so connecting those dots i think is really important especially with the kind of industry that you're in when like you say it's very service-based and very kind of people-to-people based you need that relationship and i don't think that it's a bad thing that you you utilize your values and what you do for the community to kind of reach out to people i think that's probably one of it's a really good thing to do
1: yeah that's it and you know if you're going to bringing someone for the first time to do something for you you may, you may as well be someone who you know whether yeah. it's a friend someone who you know from networking you may as well reach out to to someone who you know before randomly Absolutely. googling someone because at the end of the day you know you have that relationship with that person you're going to help them out and yeah you know that they're going to look after you
0: that i think that's it as well isn't it if you've got a personal connection you know that you're going to get looked after because you don't really want to mess up that that, that connection and um, and i think yeah especially with the network i think that's always a really good place to start because somebody always knows somebody that does something that you might need so i always think that that's like the first place to start. don't start at google start with real fat network yeah
1: exactly because <laughs> you know when being a, being in a network you know everyone knows loads of people yeah. So there's going to be someone in there yeah. who who knows someone who can help you out with that. And if it's someone who you trust who recommends someone, yeah. then you know that they're going to do well for you mm. compared to whoever pays most on Google.
0: Oh, yeah. well, the less said about that, the better. All right, next question. What advice would you give to 14-year-old Ash that you wish you had received when you were younger?
1: Other than... Your wife's always right.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my god, I've got a sore back.
1: I really hurts to laugh. <laughs> I think so no, seriously, I think it'll be surround yourself with the best people. Mm. Um, you know there's I think there's you know, a natural natural turnover of people in your life and yeah. you'll have you'll have uh, you know, good times and friends who just be there for a couple of years and then move on. But sometimes, as um, as you do, kind of feel yourself growing in in yourself as a person, as a as a worker, as a business owner, whatever it is you're doing. Mm. I think you do sometimes cling on to people out of loyalty, which loyalty is a great thing to have, but sometimes it's not the right sort of person. So, I um, I for me, I think that's uh maybe been a couple of times where i've held myself back a couple of years Mm. for certain things whether it be just not wanting to let a person go yeah even in even in work where i felt like you know my my work has my best interest at heart Mm. where sometimes that's not the case depending on the sort of company you work for so sometimes you gotta think this is the best for me and it'd be surrounding yourself with the better people to first of all be more confident in yourself and be asking your boss for this pay rise Mm. asking your boss for this promotion want to do this new type of work but also kind of personally just um giving yourself more confidence to be able to get out there and you'll be comfortable in a group of people
0: yeah I think that does come with that um I like the turn of phrase turnover of people like turnover Mm. of people in your life I think that's really important and sometimes it feels really kind of heartbreaking when you're in the middle of it all because you know you used to have a relationship with whomever and then now you don't whether that's professional or personal Um, but it absolutely does build that um, confidence and strength inside of you to kind of go out there and build other relationships because you can learn from that next like that last cycle as it were yeah that's and, it, and kind of move into the next the next you know the next stage of of, of whatever
1: yeah and it's better for both sides as well because especially because if it's
0: not, well, no one's getting anything out of it yeah so exactly because the, there's
1: certain things where there's there's a natural end to mm. certain things and sometimes both both parties are going to be better off yeah. for for moving on to the next thing you know just thinking about um someone's career Sometimes moving to a different place means that you're going to learn new experiences, learn think learn a different way of doing things, and the place that you're leaving, you know, they're giving the opportunity to someone who's maybe not get not been given an opportunity to progress up yet because there's they're waiting for someone to leave and yeah. vacate that role, and sometimes these people will get promoted up and just be incredible and probably much better than you were in the job. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, you're giving that business a yeah. a, a better position because they're able to get someone who's better fixed for what they want right now and you're able to get the best of the of um of the change and what you were wanting to yeah. get out of yourself that's
0: something i've always struggled with change it, it, I don't it's know, scary yeah, it's very scary it's uh, i think it's that's i think that's 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 for me is like where it all kind of stems from the fear of the unknown um if i don't know kind of very strictly how things are going to go then i get very kind of into myself and like introverted and almost uh, i don't know how to describe it anyway this again another con- another conversation for another time ash <laughs> right last question what's your favorite thing about warrington
1: it's resolve i would say
0: oh what a great answer
1: because I, I think that's people say warrington where's that it's between manchester and liverpool so no manchester and liverpool's around warrington <laughs> we I think that you know, Warrington's always given the uh, the tag of you know, the underdog, mm. that sort of thing. And you see um, how much how much accomplishment and talents come out of Warrington. Oh my god! Yeah. Like with you know, just think what you know, Warrington Wolves, for example. Um, you know, when they moved from Wilderspool, was like, oh, "The stadium's too big; not going to fill it." That sort of thing, and was it uh, against Lee in the Super League? They got a record attendance the other day. What twelve and a half thousand or something, something like that. Something like that. And you know. How many Challenge Cups have they won now? League Leader Shields, made Grand Finals, that sort of thing. Mm. You know, underestimate Warrington at your peril. <laughs> I I say, but but you know, it's not even that. So you know, you look at you know we had uh, we had uh, a lad who won Britain's Got Talent yeah. th- years ago George now.
0: Sim- Samson. Samson, George Simpson. sampson yeah. Samson.
1: But if I went to uh, primary school with his older sister,
0: did you really? Yeah,
1: that's why that one came to mind. <laughs> But uh but yeah, you know, you look at uh you know, I'm a big sports person, so yeah. you know, most of the things that come to mind now are around sports, but you know, Warrington Town got to the second round of the FA Cup. They did. You know, they you know, beat a football league team, got on Telly from mm-hmm. BBC. Warrington Rylands won one at Wembley.
0: Oh gosh, yeah.
1: First Warrington team to uh first first uh, football team to win at Wembley. Yeah. You know, they got the Warrington women's football team. Yeah. Example, they got to the first round proper of the FA Cup as well, yeah. which is an incredible achievement. And even the people coming out of Warrington as well. Um, you know, we have had over the years what well, Chris Evans was from Warrington. Yeah. Um, and even more recently, you know, there's a Premier League footballer who came from Warrington, David Brooks. And he um not only kind of lived his dream of becoming a footballer, mm-hmm. but he also showed his resolve by battling and beating cancer. Amazing. Spent nearly eighteen months out of football, recovering. And this weekend just gone, he made his first Premier League appearance again. Wow. So again, it just shows resolve from people, businesses, sports teams, everything around Warrington. You know, we're, we're not the underdog.
0: On that note, I think we are gonna call it a day. Um, That was incredible. Thank you very much for your time and your energy today, Ash. It is genuinely appreciated um that's it for this week's we are placemakers and we will be back next week so see you later Welcome back to We Are Placemakers, the show that talks about Warrington to the people who make Warrington what it is. I am Steph and I am talking today to the wonderful, the exceptional, the incredible ashplat Chaos.
1: I like how you had to think about it before you decided it was, like, it was exceptional. No,
0: know, it was just the adjectives I couldn't quite think of. I was trying to think, to be honest, right, I'll be completely honest with you while we're on the podcast. I was trying to think of a numbers pun and it didn't work. So I stumbled and panicked and went with exceptional. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to do with primary numbers and then I couldn't quite work it out. So anyway.
1: Unfortunately, was... we couldn't count on you.
0: Oh, good Lord. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, that was fantastic, but terrible at the same time. I loved <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, well, we have been talking to Ash a little bit about um, his, f- I've been calling it his financial empire, um, but his businesses, uh, businesses Jobfinity, um, which is a bookkeeping service, and also Act Tax Pro, which stands for?
1: Accounts, Tax, and Professional Services. There we
0: go, love it. Um And... What we've kind of talked to some of our other guests about, which I think is really prevalent, because we we kind of touched on it before we went for the break, is um, the kind of struggles um, that that you guys have have had to go through, especially in the last few years, because as you said, as you mentioned earlier, we've had more prime ministers than they've had cats at number ten, and um, obviously that means new chancellors, and then that means you know new budgets and ups and downs for finances and then on top of that we've also had the dreaded p word um, which I say every podcast I'm not going to mention but it always comes up because businesses were so affected by it so um what I'd really like to do is kind of get you to tell me a little bit about the struggles that you've had in like the last 12 months and, and what you've kind of done to kind of get yourself out of them I say twelve months, probably further back than that, and it's like three years ago now. The yeah, yeah, I can't
1: think of a time before COVID. Now I know it's, it's uh,
0: all just rolling into one year, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's almost like there should be a uh, a different timeline you know, <laughs> before COVID.
0: <laughs> like BC, AC, <laughs> ACBC.
1: Uh, decent band, them apparently.
0: <laughs> they went viral.
1: But yeah, uh, some of these, some of the main issues that I think most businesses had. having to adapt to a a new way of dealing with things um us us as accountants you know you know i go out and see clients quite a lot Mm -hmm. and um you know meet with them to go through their you know the year end, and even as a as a bookkeeper you know you have days on site you know those, those everything stopped overnight so um you know i think we did what most businesses did where you know subscribe to zoom Because you you still want to have that face to face contact with clients, because it's a huge thing. Because um, there's so many accountancy firms out there, so many bookkeepers, Mm. and um, you know if the the reason that clients stay with good accountants, it's it's not down to price, it's not down to anything else other than the service. Yeah, and they get um, you know good service, and they like their accountant, and they know they're going to get good advice. So um, that's the that's the main thing, and you know we had to adapt a lot to to uh, to keep up that mm. that um that that side of things because you weren't able to go around and see them anymore. Um but one one big thing I I've, I really struggled with was um you know, coming out of lockdown. Yeah. You know you kind of you know go to networking events or you go see people face to face, you know you feel nervous. Yeah. It's been like like almost, you know, almost two years where you've everything's been in front of a screen or over the phone. Mm-hmm. And you're around groups of people, and you've got to like start up conversations with people you never met, and it's just scary. But um, you, know, you know, it does it does have a level of anxiety to it as well, because you're like thinking, oh, I, I'm comfortable in my own little office I've created at home. 100%. I don't want to go out into the big bad world." But um, you know, one of the one of the biggest challenges is getting yourself out there. And you know, I've noticed in me, you know a lot more confidence in me just just talking yeah. around people and um, you know, building friendships and relationships with people who you know, I didn't know before COVID. And that's, that's all because I was able to you know, get myself back out there and just get over that level of anxiety and yeah. get back to some sort of normality.
0: What were the things, like? what, what tools did you use to kind of overcome like, the, that kind of social anxiety? Because I feel like uh, I, I suffer quite badly with anxiety anyway, but it's usually like catastrophizing. Uh, anxiety so my anxiety was at like the lowest it could ever have been during COVID because I was like well the worst is happening there's a plague like I can't it can't get any worse than this so I was having a lovely time until I had to go back into the world and people started opening up and then I started kind of catastrophizing again with the kind I've never really been one to suffer from social anxiety, as I'm sure you're well aware Ash we've been in many social situations together (laughs) and I'm not exactly a wallflower (laughs) So what what kind of tools did you use to make things a little bit easier for you in that transition period, like back into the real world?
1: It sounds very basic, but for me it was music. Okay. Because um, you know I've I've always been a bit uh, a bit weird and wonderful. <laughs> I like to say a bit wacky, but I like that. um, but you know to to be honest with you, to be to be in this you know sort of like industry of that like accountancy, where yeah, it's like. Yeah. It, you know, you could be a bit. Of, yeah, that's it. I think you need to be a bit silly from time to time. Absolutely. But also, it's like everything I've done. You know, I've I've been in a band before. I mm. was the drummer, and drummers are notorious for being the weird ones. <laughs> when I played football, I was a goalkeeper. Again, they're the weird ones. So I just seem to get attracted to be the weird one. But uh, but 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 for me, when I was kind of going back out there, it's almost like ginning myself up, mm. getting myself in the right, um, right mental space for it. Yeah. And over the years, um, over the last what, seven, eight years, you know, I've you know been to music festivals, mm. you know, big rock fan, Yeah, as, um, as you'll probably know.
0: <laughs> Ash is a big, big rock fan.
1: Yeah, so I like, go, go to places you know, like Download Festival or Bloodstock, yeah. for example, and those places where there's literally no prejudice anywhere. No. You can be whoever you want to be.
0: 100%.
1: And, um, you know, when I'm kind of going into some sort of setting which makes me anxious or, you know, it's like kind of worrying me in some way, Mm. you know, listening to music calms me down and gets me into that safe space so then I can be um, on top form and just, you know, come across as, as I want to come across.
0: Yeah, portray the image that you want to portray.
1: Exactly, yeah. Love that. I think you know everyone has their own little thing. Some people, uh, some people find you know meditation, or something which is relaxing. Like, you know, reading reading books. So even, mm. Everyone has their own thing, and all I'd say is that um, you just whatever works for you yeah. is what you should do. Because at the end of the day, no one should be, no one should feel like they can't go out and do what they want to do. Yeah. Obviously, within limits. <laughs> don't Legal go, limits. Yeah, don't want go. Don't, don't want to go too wild. <laughs> but um but yeah but um you know when when you when you do feel like worried about things Mm -hmm. there's always something which makes people feel like in the safe place and that should be what you you do whatever it is
0: yeah i think sometimes it's one, it's it's the job it's the actual job of recognizing what those tools are and how to find them because i think that that's certainly where i struggled is like because of the of where i suppose where my anxiety came from which is um like I say catastrophizing things making things 10 times worse than they actually physically ever will be um I could never really find a way of being able to kind of calm down I just needed to distract myself but I found that by distracting myself i.e podcasts sometimes doom scrolling which is terrible for your mental health but it did help and it kind of distracted and then through kind of podcasts you kind of learn and you take in uh information and then sometimes even you know having the opportunity to listen to certain um podcasts that were available entirely dedicated to helping with anxiety was then that kind of like it's like a learning cycle do you know what i mean so um yeah find what works for you i think is the bottom line there isn't it find what works for you and help yourself where you can
1: that's it it can be so many different things mine's aggressive music (laughs) my wife she's baking a cake
0: oh cooking is a good one cooking is a good one absolutely um well i mean that's that's some 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 we we went through some tough times didn't we those three years were hard for everyone
1: yeah and i think the the good thing that came out of it i think the good thing that came out of it was people were more aware oh gosh yeah to, to that sort of thing so obviously so many things happens in the in those three years mm. um they right at the start I think it was right at the start where we had everything with George Floyd and that started oh, the whole movement okay. and there's, the, you know there's so many different things that happened over the last few years yeah. um and I think that's people coming out of it with a bigger appreciation for for, for people for mm. humanity and not separate not separating people with you know borders or you know genders races whatever yeah. And I think it, although it was very, very tough, I think it has made people step back and think, you know, we're all people at the end of the day.
0: I think there's certainly a lot more consciousness around being the part, a part of the human race rather than this kind of, like you just said, the segreg- that that's a terrible word to use, the individuality that um, people can think about which separates you from everyone. Um, while on the flip side of that you've got globalisation where social media plays a big part in kind of making sure that everybody knows everything about everyone um, and this almost kind of borderless existence where rhetoric from different countries seems to be infiltrated in the UK and all that kind of thing, so I think you're right, I think one of the positives coming out of it is that there's certainly more conscience within especially in the UK I think anyway um, but that is another podcast for another time because I could quite easily go on about that for a long time. Yeah, we so, are getting very deep down. Yeah, aren't we? very deep, very quickly <laughs> there. Next thing shall be talking about socialism. No money joking. Um right, well talk us talk to us a little bit about the wins that you've had then since you've set up uh set up the, the old job finity in Act
1: Well the uh, the biggest win of my life really was having a son.
0: Aww, I was wondering when we would get to Theo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you
1: know, every every time I meet anyone, you know, meet someone for the first time about, you know, talking about county services, yeah. at some point, I mention Theo to him. <laughs>
0: I knew but, it was coming, I just didn't know when we were
1: going to get it, that's all. Yeah, but, but to be, you know, you, you'll know, Steph, uh, yeah, whenever I post on LinkedIn about Theo, people are more interested in him than me. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: People are more interested in him than, than my work as well, so... <laughs> But, I'm like, um, yeah,
0: yeah, we'll come and get an appointment. It's still coming.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but to be honest, I think the um, you know, the the biggest win business wise yeah. for me has been how many referrals from clients I get. Yeah. Because um, most of the clients that I have have um, you know passed my details on to you know well, other amazing. friends, other work people. So it shows I'm doing something right. Absolutely. Which is really good. Um, I mean, and, it
0: won't have hurt you that you're part of the real five
1: network no no that, that that's been that's been brilliant and to be honest <laughs> the first the first uh networking i went to after um after everything opened up from lockdown mm. was was a real five and you know i've been b and i all the way and it's uh it really opened my eyes to that like, a different way of doing things and um you know for for me getting to know the person behind the business is key which is why i always mention theo when when we're talking to people because I like people to, you know, get to know you and you know, going back to what I said before about service, the key thing with service is having that relationship with other business owners, other yeah. people who you're gonna be having your service. So you need to learn about them, they need to learn about you. Yeah. And so you you, you get on very well with your clients at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you know, from time to time things go wrong and there's errors which happen and you know, things don't quite go the way meant to and if you have a good relationship with a client you can have a honest conversation and say yeah something went wrong but you know what uh, what i'm like you know it is going to get fixed and then yeah you know you need you need that to because it's so easy to kind of move around particularly in in our industry there's so many other businesses out there if you don't have that relationship then they'll just move on
0: i think so as well and i think the there's it's, it's I know we've already mentioned human beings, but we are human beings and there is going to always be a margin for error because we are human until the robots take over and you know, (laughs) we are their human, human servants. The uprising. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing really we can do about it. And, and I think you're absolutely right. This idea of building relationships, which is why the network is so incredible, but this idea of building relationships and being able to have that one-on-one connection with someone—if God forbid something does go wrong—you do just have to pick up the phone and just say, like, "Yes, this has happened," but at the end of the day, we've we've got it covered, and the fact that you've got that relationship with someone or with other business partners is—it's kind of that that trust of, yeah, yeah, I know you have yeah i know you've got that sorted i know you'll
1: fix it or whatever that's it and most we'll of the time you go to the people with the with the resolution as well
0: oh god yeah and absolutely
1: you're not gonna be like oh something went wrong i'll uh, speak in a few weeks it's like
0: yeah i'm just not gonna answer my phone
1: yeah yeah Basically, you know, something went wrong we've we've applied this and then you know we're all good to go and yeah. then they don't even most of the time you know whenever things like that happen they don't mention it because they know it's sorted mm-hmm. and everything changes so quickly in this industry where yeah, well, yeah, exactly. sometimes what was correct advice at the time is no longer no longer relevant so sometimes yeah, you, guys, you do have to change things up
0: you guys had a big change not not that long ago didn't you? with the mtd making tax, tax digital stuff
1: yeah yeah so it's uh it's been a bit been a bit of a wild ride <laughs> with making tax digital i'm all first you know like I say I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd. I love all all like techy stuff and anything. I, I subscribe to probably too many things to uh, to have um, you know certain levels of support for our clients yeah. and stuff because when there's a new bit of technology, I love it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we're making tax digital. You know, it came with VAT a few years ago, and it's fully in now yeah, yeah. for VAT. It took H years to get it sorted. Mm. They were meant to come in next year with self-assessments oh, God. and then it took them till 15 months before they went live to realize they were about three years behind so that's been put back but uh, you know I've been to so many so many seminars, so many things about yeah. uh, getting ready for Making Tax Digital, Ev- even every client we bring on now they're all ready for Making Tax Digital because we use the software yeah. and there's even like some clients who who are who aren't ready
0: mm.
1: and we, we say to you know if you come on with us then you know we will get you ready yeah and to an extent we don't really bring on clients who aren't ready yeah because people who are unwilling to kind of change now they're going to have a shock in a couple of years so yeah we'd rather have um have clients who we can support and it's going to come in so I think every business owner would rather be in a position where they're ready for it yeah. than panic when it happens and you know speaking to us means that we're going to make sure you're ready now yeah. rather than wait a few panic years and then wait. and then panic with the other people who who did things on yeah, their own
0: yeah well we're going to take a very quick break but after the break we're going to talk to ash a little bit about his business advice and other things to do with warrington <laughs> that was terrible stuff right we'll see you after the break <laughs> I'm sorry, no matter, you know, no